and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. Jackson needs brothers, brothers. We're happy singing and we're colored. What up? And we're back. Welcome to season two of the Eyeball Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Williams, also known as D-Will, the coach. And I'm here with my co-host, my big brother, Coach Brian Williams, also known as Chill Will. Chill, what up, brother? Man, what it do? Happy to be back, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, brother. It feel like it's it's been about four months, for real. For real, real deal. For real, real, real deal. So, like, we really haven't recorded since the start of the school basketball season. Man, everybody's been knee-deep in trying to get the work done. COVID's kind of ran its course and doing some of his things. So now we can kind of sit back and, you know, guys are getting ready to play the first part of the season, getting ready to go in the area play. So we got some information to talk about because last we talked about was COVID and practices and all those things. And AAU. Games. Right, 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 right. And games have happened right now. So Yeah, it's been a lot, man. Like I say, man, we have missed y'all, and I know that you – have missed us also. Hey, listen, man. If you don't know, now you know. This is the Eyeball Podcast, man. We are the number one podcast in the state of Alabama for all things high school basketball here in the state of Alabama, like I said. But listen, bro. Listen, listen. Y'all can hear the excitement in my voice. And I got all this excitement in my voice because, man, I have been waiting to put on these headphones and get in front of this mic for a long time. And, y'all, if you didn't know, we are back in the booth from WVAS 90.7 right here on the campus of Alabama State University. So we are live and in living color. So, man, I want y'all to know this. I do want y'all to know this. We got a lot going on. And if you have not been watching, if you have not been following us on Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio, you have been missing out. Because by the time y'all hear this, Y'all have been have seen it. It will been have talked about. But today, if y'all don't know, today is January 1st, 2021. That's right. Today is New Year's Day. And by the time you hear this, we would have dropped our 2023 I Ball Lottery rankings. And B, we've dropped 2021. We dropped 2022. And today we have just now dropped 2023. And brother, I can tell you this. And I will tell you this, and everybody out there listening, thank y'all for all the support that you have shown the eyeball staff through all of these endeavors, man, as we do the best that, job that we can possibly do evaluating as many players here in the state of Alabama. And be well, I will say this, Chip, I will say this. You, my brother, have been doing a great job sitting on that bench over at Pinson Valley High School this year. <laughs> man, I appreciate it, man. You know, it's a different role for me, man. Uh, I've really enjoyed it, getting a chance to look at the game from another concept, uh, from another perspective, and just kind of seeing how, you know, other people do things. You know, it's always good to see how other people do things. So I'm excited, man. I, I'm excited about where we're playing basketball at right now. Uh, you know, we're 7-2, and two, so I, I think we're in a good place playing some good basketball. But, man, it's a lot of information. Let's get back to those lottery rankings that you've been dropping it's a lot of information, it's a lot of names, and it's a lot of talk going on about who should be where. Hey, and that, and you got that right, man. A lot of talk about who should be where. And So, listen, people have been asking, right, uh, what are the eyeball lottery rankings, man? Because the thing about it is we do our rankings a little bit different. We're not, we're not just going to go and rank 100 kids, all right? And you take that 100-kid that ranking for what it's worth, all right? We're only ranking 
14 kids. And here's the thought process behind our rankings. We call it the lottery rankings because if you think NBA draft, the NBA draft has the NBA lottery in the first round, which is only the top 14 picks. The top 14 picks are considered the cream of the crop of that year's draft. So we took that concept here at Eyeball and we made it to the high school level. And we're only ranking 14 players. Now, however... In the first and second round in the NBA draft, there's 30 picks in each round. We are doing 30 picks in a first round and a second round. Watch this. Now, these cats will not be ranked. They will just be in alphabetical order. But the first round will be the first crop of guys that we believe are the cream of the crop in the state of Alabama in that class that need to have their names mentioned. And then we will have a second round who is the second group of guys we, from our perspectives that we think are the second group of guys here in the state of Alabama in each and every class. And then we will also have a names to know list for everybody else that we know who is out there hooping in the state of Alabama in their respective classes. So that's the little breakdown between how we do our eyeball lottery rankings, man. And B, me and you went back and forth. We had a lot of talk on this, and this is the concept that we came up with. Man, we're always thinking next level. You know, we're always thinking next level when we, when we do things. And we want, we want people and we want the players to understand, take the lotteries, Soak it up, soak it in, enjoy it, talk about it, play with it, and even look at it and see, hey, my name's not on the list. Hey, my name is on the list. But but every lottery, every class, look, you're going to have sleepers. You're going to have bus. You're going to have sure things. So, hey, man, it's, it's, it's big time basketball. All things Alabama hoops. And that's what I'm saying. So, you know, man, every lottery that you – I mean, excuse me, every rankings that you put out, it's going to be scrutinized. Right. All right. It's going to be, hey, I'm better than this kid. Or it's going to be the grown up saying, hey, my guy's better than this guy. Or, hey, I know this guy who's better than that guy. Or, man, that guy's not that good. He shouldn't be there. But you listen. And then you have the naysayers that, oh, man, rankings don't matter. Rankings don't matter. Why do y'all look at rankings? Why do we rank players? What is our. Ch- listen, the top ranking in the world is what? The NBA lottery. Right. That is a ranking. They rank it 1 through 30 in the first round and then 31 through 60 in the second round. That is the number one ranking in the entire world. So rankings matter. They, they really matter. I, and, and I really don't like when people try to discredit and say, why are we ranking kids? Uh, why, why don't we just put names on lists? That's, that's not the real world. And the real world is if you want to play this game and you want to be involved, you need to get your name in the mix. And if your name is not in the mix, you need to see who's above you and 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 uh, create a path to say, you know what? If I see these guys, I gotta let them know my name when I leave. Because with the list, college recruiting happens. So you may have coaches who might not have an opportunity to really come out and see guys. So hey, let me grab this list from Alabama. Let me grab this list from Georgia. Let me grab this list from Florida. And you kind of look and just say, hey, it's a hundred names. Now we need to try to go down the list, figure out who's going to be a good fit for our program because a lot of kids don't play AAU basketball. And it's a lot of different things. But here's the thing. All right, we're talking we're talking NBA draft, right? And we're talking right. lottery. We're talking first round, second round. We're talking eyeball lottery rankings, which are our concept is the exact same. That is how we're looking at this from our scope. And here's the point about it. Say the who just had the number one pick in the NBA draft? It was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Right. The Golden State Warriors had number two. two. The Charlotte Hornets had number three. Yeah. All right. Now, the Charlotte Hornets 
were high on LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. All right? However, they don't pick to number three. The Minnesota Timberwolves were high on Anthony Edwards, who they took number one. Mm-hmm. Now, just because Minnesota says Anthony Edwards is the best player to us doesn't mean that they're saying LaMelo Ball can't hoop. Right. It's not saying, hey, we don't value LaMelo Ball or we don't value uh, Tyrese Halliburton or we don't value Obi Toppin. We're not saying we don't value you if we don't put you at a certain number. We're just saying, hey, from our perspective, this is what we think this guy ranks. Here's where we think you rank. Not saying you're not a good ball player. Not saying we don't value your game. Not saying that we're hating on you and we don't see you. It's just that, hey, it is might be 30 names on the list. We got to put them in order some kind of way. Just because we put a person above you or below you doesn't mean we value that person more than we value you or that we're saying that person is that much better of a player than you. That just is what it is. For the rest of your life, whether you go on playing basketball or whether you go on to be a, a, a Wall Street Journal person on the Wall Street Journals or you on the Wall Street doing what they do on Wall Street, man. I'm broke, so I don't know these things. But whatever <laughs> they do over there on Wall Street, if you go on to do that, please believe me, you will always be in a competitive atmosphere. So for all players that are listening, that hit us up on the Eyeball Radio page on Instagram and Twitter, listen to me right now. It's all about how you hoop. When the eyes are on you, be ready. Brian, chill. Tell them what our pop, our daddy, used to tell us Every single time before we play the basketball game. When it's your time to shine, be ready. Now, listen, you hitting me up, right? The eyeball lottery rankings come out, all right? You hitting me up. Man, you ain't put me in the top 14. Okay, my fault. My fault. I might have overlooked you. I might be undervaluing you. Show me something. All right, I play this day. All right, bet. I'm finna jump in this big Ford F-150 and hit the road and come watch you play. I walk up in the gym. Game goes on, end of the game, you end up with six points, three assists, one rebound. What are you telling me? Low energy. Low energy, bad body language. You're not a great teammate. You're not, or you're not a, being an exemplary teammate at that time. Yes. But you got to understand, that's the only time my eyes may be on you live this year. I can't come watch you every game. I can't come watch you every game. I can't send one of our scouts out to see every single one of your games. So when we're in the building to see you, you got to perform. Right. When it's your time to shine, be ready. Don't talk to me about, hey, I had 30 points this game. When I come watch you play, you had six. Right. I see the six-point-per-game person. I don't see the 30-point-per-game person. I don't care if you're AAU coach, your mama, your daddy. Anybody, listen, your handler, I don't care who it is, your best friend, if they hitting me up telling me this guy can go, he the truth, and I put my eyes on him, and he underperforms, that's who he is to me until I'm able to see him again. Exactly. So my point in all that saying is, don't be upset with the lottery rankings. Don't be upset with any ranking that comes out, whether it's eyeball, whether it's prep hoops, whether it's whoever it may be. Don't be upset with that ranking. And shout out to Bama Hoops Exposure and Bama Youth Exposure. They do a great job on Instagram. Make sure y'all go follow them. But listen, it's not about what we say. It's about what you do when we put our eyes on you. And, man, that's what kids got to understand. You don't – the window of opportunity – 
we hear about this all the time, and I know the, a lot of these young guys, they're talking to their parents, they're talking to coaches, they're talking to everybody, and they talk about that window of opportunity. And one thing I want to say about that window of opportunity is it's not a window at all. It's a very, very, very small crack, and you have to be prepared. You have to be ready to do what you need to do in that moment. You know what I'm saying? So the kids got to understand, hey, like he said, be ready to play, be ready to perform, and just understand when you get into a basketball game, that is your stage. That is your stage. That is your time to perform. That is your time to put on. That is your time to just let your hair down and do everything that you're supposed to do to help your team win games and perform. Now, I also want to say this. It is really, really about winning because guys who win at a high level, they're able to move on and do some other things and get noticed. But there's also a game within the game where if there's another guy on the floor that you're supposed to be competing with and, and names are on, on the line, hey, you got to show you're a better player than that guy is that's across from you. So I want everybody to understand, yes, we're playing team basketball. Yes, we're competing for championships. Yes, we want to win games. But as a player, you have to want to win the personal battle against the guy who they say is the guy. Because, listen, and what he's saying, and, and that's a great point, because what he's saying is don't hit me up talking about I'm sleep on you, and then when I come see you, you don't play. Right. You don't perform. That's not what this is all about because I'm obsessed. I'm giving my evaluation of what my two eyes tell me. I'm not going off what someone else tells me. If I'm going off what someone else tells me, it's somebody that I value. It's probably an eyeball scout that has been out to see you play. Or it may be someone else that I value in this business that I speak with, that I talk to, that I value their opinion and they tell me something about you. And then I go and put my eyes on you. And that's what I see. Right. Here's another point, B. Here's another point I want you to. And and it's a lot of AAU coaches, high school coaches, parents, handlers, all the ones we've already talked about. It's a lot of their faults, too, because when you hit me up and say. Hey, man, I want you to take a look at this guy. He can go. He is ready to go. And I go watch you play, and you're not that type of player. What we need to start doing as evaluators, coaches, parents, and et cetera, what we need to start doing is saying, hey, I want you hit me up. I want you to take a look at this guy. He's not the fastest. He's not the biggest. He's not going to score 30, but he has all the intangibles. He's a winning player. He can play on the next level in the right situation. See, that's how we need to start calling and making assumptions about players. Let me say, hey, this is what this guy is. He's not going to be this. Everybody's not going to be J.D. Davidson when I walk in the gym. Right. Everybody's not going to be Brody Peoples when right. I walk in the gym. So when I'm walking in the gym and you tell me, hey, take a look at this guy, tell me who he is. Don't tell me he's J.D. Davidson because I'm going in with my eyes looking to see J.D. Davidson. And when I don't see that, that's going to have me saying, oh, that guy ain't like that. And he might be a good ball player. But you told me to look at him in a way that I shouldn't have been looking at him because he's not that type of player. Let's start being honest about what we're saying and what we're seeing and when we evaluate these kids. And that's 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 really what it's all about at the end of the day. But, you know, like you said, it's it's. And, 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 and it rolls back to what you're saying. It's lottery. 
All the kids want to be next level. All the kids want to be NBA. All the parents, all the handlers, all the coaches, they want their guy to be the guy. But like you got to understand, man, some kids just need development. Some kids are really ready to get to the next level, and then when they get to that level, they'll develop. And then maybe they'll become an all-conference player. And then at the chance they get a chance to, to compete for an NBA team. And then they may have to go to the G League. And then they get to the NBA. But it may be some kids who may have to go JUCO. It may be some kids who may have to go uh, prep school to get that extra year of development. So like you say, be honest with us as the evaluators on what you want us to look at with your guy versus saying my guy's already polished, finished, ready to go. Because when we watch him, if he's not – polished, finished, ready to go, he kind of falls back to the back. And now your word of talking to me can't be valued at a high level because you're not being real mm. with us because it's your guy. Mm. And I me. understand that we all want our guys to be where they need to be. But first of, first things first, we need to be real with them about where they are. Bingo. Making sure they're putting their work in, making sure they're working on a consistent level. And then we need to be real with the people that we're talking to about where we think they top out at at that time. That doesn't mean that's where they're going to top at out at in their career, mm-hmm. but at their t- at that time. Yeah. And see, here's the thing. And I, I, I'm glad you say that because as we get on into further on into this podcast, we're going to talk about individual players right all right and here's the thing about the season two of the eyeball podcast all right if you don't like it don't listen <laughs> because it might be some stuff said on this podcast that right. might t- that might not tickle your fancy exactly listen because i'm sick of these i'm sick of saying these are kids right these are not kids bro i'm i'm, I'm here to tell you all right these are not it, we have to start being honest with these young adults. Exactly. Because with the internet, they grew up way faster than we did. All right? They grew up way faster than we did. And at 17 years old, you can go fight for your country. And I know that's everybody always use that cliche statement. Right? But it's the truth. So on this on the eyeball pocket, we're going to keep it real. I'm going to say, Coach B. Will is going to say, we're going to tell you the truth about what we think about your game. All right? And we're not. We're not trying to put down a kid. We're not trying to do anything to them personally. We're simply talking about their basketball game. Now, I will say this. If what we don't like about that kid or what that kid needs to improve happens to be everything outside of basketball when it comes to body language, being a good teammate, being a great person off the court, or being in the classroom and doing their job there, we're going to say that also. All right. So we're telling the truth on this podcast. So I will say again, if you don't like it, don't listen. But if you want to hear the real, you better tune in because that's what we're spitting on season two of the eyeball podcast. Now, B, with that being said, I'm going straight into it. And the chatter has been huge on Instagram. All right. Chatter has been huge on Instagram. And I can't wait. For the start of season two to where we get in and we get our guest in. Because season one, we had a great season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We had a lot of big time guests, including our, our good friend Danny Servick. Yeah, big time. Our good friend Robert Shannon. Yeah. I, I, and he's coming back for season two. Our 15 minutes with Coach Shala. All right. And the host of players that we've interviewed so far. That's going to continue. But I can't wait for this next wave of guests. Because... It's a lot of guys out there that have been hitting us up, going back and forth, 
giving opinions, who do a lot of things in this game from evaluating to coaching to running AAU programs to running high school programs to whatever it is all the way to the media. Videographers, um, other pa- listen, a lot of chatter has been out there. Now here's this. The 2021 eyeball lottery rankings dropped last week. Yeah. <laughs> the 2020 listen, if you haven't seen them, please, as I said, go hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at eyeball radio. At Eyeball Radio on Instagram and Twitter. Same handle. Go check it out and you can pull up the Eyeball 2021-2022. And by the time you hear this, the 2023 Eyeball Lottery Rankings. Now back to the 2021. They caused a lot of stir. Man, a lot. Because I'm going to be honest with you, B. I'm going to be honest with you. In my opinion, the 2021 class, it is two players and then everybody else. I totally agree with that right now. It is two players and then everybody else. J.D. Davidson and Brody Peoples are head and shoulders. Head and shoulders and tennis shoes better than everybody else in this class. All right. Those two guys stand out every single time you see them touch the floor. Now, I'm going to say this, bro. The person we got ranked at number three. In the eyeball twenty twenty one eyeball lot of rankings, Keyshawn Murphy yeah. from Ramsey, right, six foot ten, do it all. In my opinion, he probably is the best talent in the entire class. Mm-hmm. He, like I said, he's six foot ten. He can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. He can put it on the floor. He's a hell of a rebounder. He is a de- he changes and blocks shots on the defensive end of the floor. He runs the floor like a deer, and he can do it all. Right, he's a Mississippi State signee. Uh, ben Howland of Mississippi State got a steal. Great pickup. He was committed to Western Kentucky, decommitted, end up signing with Mississippi State. Great pickup for Ben Howland of Mississippi State. But I will say this. He should be the best player in this class, in my opinion. All right? He's ranked, I think, in the 80s, 84, 85 by ESPN in the top 100. Okay. So he's getting love. I just don't think he plays hard enough. That's just my opinion. I don't think every time he steps on the floor, he brings it. Because if he stepped on the floor every time and brought it the way he should every single player, he'll head over heels be the best player in this class. And I totally agree with that from the standpoint of um, it's not always about what you think is a player and what your team of people think is of you as a player, but it matters what people who are evaluating you look at you and see you as a player. And I say the same thing. He 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 does it all. He's he's a Mister Do It All. But at times when I when I put my eyes on him, I think he lacks passion. And and I've heard I've heard that before. When if you remember uh, way back in in the nineties, maybe ninety four, uh, a kid went to uh, University of Michigan, Gerard Ward, out of Mississippi. Same type of talent, six ten, shoot it, put it on the floor, Mister Do It All. But they said the same thing about him as he kind of ran the floor. They even said he looked like he got bored at times. Mm. And and I can't really use the I'm getting bored at times things with, with Keyshawn because his team at Ramsey hadn't won a state championship yet. Mm-hmm. So y- he should have something to still be playing for each and every night that he gets out on the floor. And with us sitting here today saying, hey, Brody Peoples, J.D. Davison are, are top tier in that class. I just went and saw Brody the other night. He had a 40 ball, a 40 ball, and when I put my eyes on him, he had 49. Mm. You understand Mm. what I'm saying? So he is getting it 
done night in and night out. So, you know, I, I would definitely like to add that, you know, Keyshawn, if, if you're listening to this, man, play with a little bit more passion, a little bit more, mm-hmm. more energy, a little bit more drive. And, and like you say, bro, um, and, and, and the thing is, speaking on Brody, and you got to see him last night at Oak Mountain in, a, in the Birmingham tur- Invitational, how many shots he got up to uh, score that um, 49 points? Man, listen, I listen. He got up 37 shots. Mm. So as I'm sitting there watching him play the game, man, no shot out of the 37 looked ill-advised, mm. looked rushed, mm. looked pressured. He did everything in the flow of the game. And one thing that I loved about him, his competitive edge is bananas. And a lot of times when guys talk about competitive edge, we talk about, hey, I made a play on the floor so everybody in the crowd can see I'm kind of talking and kind of doing things. You know, Brody had moments where he was like, yeah, but he did, he wasn't really a guy that you just saw talking at the other team. Mm-hmm. His game spoke volumes. They went into the half last night down 10. Mm-hmm. He came out the third quarter and shot every ball he touched, got up 15 shots in the third quarter and probably had 17 points in the third and by the time they got ready to go to the fourth, they were tied going into the fourth quarter. See, that's the, that's a killer instinct. That is the killer instinct. And that's the one thing you love about Brody is he got up 37 shots. But like you say, none of them were outside the flow of the game. And he has the competitive nature, not as I'm out here to score 40 for myself. I'm out here to score 40 to win for my team. Right. I go in down 10 points at half, and I come out at half not saying, hey, I'm going to shoot every ball because we losing by 10. It's no. I'm coming out here, and I'm being aggressive offensively because we're down 10. We have to get back into this game. So how do we get back into this game? It's with me being aggressive. And that's one thing you love about him because he's always in go mode. He's always in go mode. And if you understand, it was a one-point basketball game that they won. It was 76-77, so they needed every bucket. But listen, let's let's just break it down even further. Everybody say, okay, he took 37 shots to get 49. But 37 times 2 is what, 74? Yep. So he had 49. Yeah. You're not going to make every shot. You're not going to make every shot. So, uh, listen, very efficient. Man, I love how he plays basketball. He understands the game. His teammates understand that he understands the game. His coaching staff understands he understands he understands understands the game. So, hey, man, I, I really enjoyed putting my eyes on Brody last night. All right. Um, and like you say, uh, Keyshawn Murphy is, like I say, hella talented kid. Like, love him to death. I think he's going to be great at Mississippi State. I think Ben Holland is going to be able to pull some stuff out of him that we have yet to see him do on the high school level. Like you say, he might be one of those guys who's just a pro. Right. You know, he's just, he's just a pro. Like, this level may be – Okay for him, but as we see him continue to progress, we're gonna be like, man, that guy's a beast. And what if he does what Jason Tatum does and grow two more inches? Oh my God, he get to <laughs> be a seven footer, shoot yeah. that ball like that. Right. It's gonna right. be scary. Right. All right, on to number four, and now this is probably the most controversial uh, placement on the eyeball rankings. And let's keep it one hundred. We don't we don't shy away from nothing on here. Exactly. That's nephew. That's him. That's son. Right. We've been seeing him forever. We know how cold he is. Right. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. He lacks that competitive edge. Mm-hmm. He lacks 
everything we just said about Brody Peoples. Mm -hmm. And do I think he has the skill of Brody? Hell yeah. Do I think he has the handle? I think his handle is better. Mm -hmm. Does he have a shot? I think it's very comparable. Yeah. Does he have the, 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 the ability to score in a multiple of ways? I believe he does. But you know what we just said about Brody? All right. He's a killer. Mm-hmm. He's greedy a killer. And 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 we went back and forth with several people because I've been accused of you just hyping him because he's your, your family member. Right. Nah, bro. I'm hyping him because he can play. Now, am I going to keep it real about his game? I sure am. And the thing that his game is like is nothing in between the lines. It has everything to do in between his ears and inside his chest. Exactly. If he gets that together, he has the potential to be the best player in this class. Exactly. Exactly. But he doesn't go out every single night, in my opinion, because we were just in Huntsville the other day. I watched him play against Sparkman and Trayvon Raglan, another kid that's in this class who's ranked in the 20s by Prep Hoops Alabama. Who we did not put in the eyeball lottery rankings, but I will give you this preference. He will be in our first round watch list. Right. We saw them go head to head. Trayvon had 13 and 6. Greedy had about 20. Now I will say this. When you look at the stat sheets, you're gonna say, Oh, Greedy, I played him. No, he did not. Right. No, he and listen, and I will tell you this from we don't do jump ball anymore. Mm-hmm. We take it out of half court. From the time that the ball was taken out of half court, Sparkman was the home team. Pinson Valley was the away team. From the time the ball was taken out of half court, Trayvon Raglan stepped up and guarded Greedy Williams the entire game. I mean, he took that challenge on. He took that challenge on. And that's that's the thing that I talk to Greedy about a lot is understanding the game within the game. You know, a lot of times you just think about, hey, Pinson Valley playing Sparkman and we want to win the basketball game. And listen, Sparkman won that basketball game. Mm-hmm. And although Greedy had 20, like you said, you didn't play to win the personal battle. So you guys didn't win the game. Woo, there it is. You understand what I'm saying? You didn't win the game. And, and he and he looks at the game a lot of time so cerebral. Hey, I'm looking at this play. This guy moved. Two people running at me. No, you have to be a killer. Mm-hmm. You have to be a player that's out there saying, you know what? I am going to will my team to a win, and I'm going to do everything that I could possibly do for my team to help them win. Now, does that mean shoot every shot? No. That means play team basketball. But what is the object of the game of basketball? To put the ball in the basket. So whoever does that the best, they're probably going to win the basketball game. Now, Greedy has a sidekick over there with him, uh, JoJo James. Hey, listen, very, very good player, but at times he's the same way. Mm. He lacks fire. Mm. He lacks competitive edge. So guys are going to have to learn that we're going to have to get this done. And Greedy has to understand because, listen, you're number four in the lottery rankings. Number four. You got a guy, Raekwon Taylor. Yep. Uh, Ball, uh, um, where's he at? Jalen Sellers. Uh, Jalen Sellers, Ball State. Uh, Ray, Raekwon Taylor. Austin uh, P. Austin P. You know, Caleb Brown, yep, Missouri. Missouri. So these guys have signed Division One scholarships, and you're like, how is this kid above these kids? We're talking basketball. Yeah, Greedy Williams. Yeah, is a basketball player, and that's the problem with him. Sometimes he makes like, okay, you can't be mad at a kid 
that nine times out of ten makes the right play. Like, you can't be mad at that. But my point is, if making the right play doesn't equate to wins, you're not making the right play. Exactly. Because everything that you do out on the basketball court should equate to helping your team get a W. Right. Whether it's put the ball in the hole, whether it's guard the other team's best player, whether it's handle the ball ball handling pressure duties, whether it's playing defense, whether it's rebounding, whether it's being vocal out of whatever it may be for you to do to help your team win, you need to do that at a extremely high level. All right? So if you're not doing that, and I'm not saying he's not doing that. He has. You're seven and two. And then we're in the COVID season. You guys have missed a lot of games. And let's be transparent. He had a bout with it. So he's getting himself back into shape. All right. So it's a lot of it's a lot of things that go on that you need to know to understand. But however, when I put my eyes on you, you better be performing. Right. Point blank, period. End of story. Right. So, so we get all of it, and I'm here for it. But my thing is, what my eyes tell me is when I see him play, he has, I, he may have in in nine games. I'm not sure if he may barely have double digit turnovers in nine games. I know he's went several games with zero turnovers. So we understand you're making the right play. But at times, he, he lacks the competitive fire in order to do the things he needs to do to help his team win. Brody Peoples came out and, and got 49, and they won by one because if he gets 48 or 47 or 46 or 45, they lose that game. They lose that basketball game, and he understands that. He understands the game within the game, and he plays the game from the tip to the final buzzer with an edge. So – yeah, appreciate that. Yes, appreciate sir. That. So, um, next up, we just going to run through it. Um, next up, we got Slim. Raekwon Taylor, number five. Like we, we mentioned earlier, signed with Austin P. Uh, earlier was committed to North Alabama, decommitted from North Alabama, ended up signing with Austin P. of the OVC. Austin P. wins the OVC just about every year, so that's a heck of a signing for them. Uh, let me tell you something about Slim's game that I've really, really, really been impressed with from watching him play over the years because we want to at one time had our hands on Slim. He was at Lanier when we were at Lanier. We had him. He ended up transferring to Carver. But let me tell you something that I, I really like about his game that he added over the summer. What's that? He's able to stretch the floor. Yeah. He added a three-point jump shot. And not just I will shoot this, but I will shoot this and make this. Mm-hmm. And for a big guy at six foot ten who's a hell of a shot blocker, I mean, he's slight a build. He's light in the pants. However, he is a hell of a shot blocker. He, he, he covers a lot of range in the paint on the defensive end, but he's able on the offensive end, he started to be able to step out and make jump shots. Now, I will say this. What I do not like, mm-hmm. at 6'10", he does not score with his back to the basket. And that may be a bout of, I need to get in that weight room and get stronger. But on this level, on the high school level, he may not be a back-to-the-basket player moving on projecting forward when he gets to Austin P and beyond. He may he will never be a back. But on this level, you should be dominating at his size at that position. You don't have to be a down-low player. You don't have to be a, a, a back-to-the-basket block player. 
But you should be able to go down to that block and score over whoever you're playing against on this level because that can help your team win if you control the paint. He's got to understand that. He should be a 20-10 and guy every single night. And because of what you just said, because if you watch Slim play, he plays way above the rim. Mm. Like, mm. You, can, you can be a guard and come down and just throw it up towards the rim, and he's going to go get it Period. and put it in the basket. Yes. But like you say, and, and, and over the summer, I even saw it. He's even added a little where you can stretch, put it on the floor one or two times and get a shot off. But like you're saying, not being able to score at a consistent rate with your back to the basket really puts your team at a disadvantage because we can't really throw the ball in the post and get a bucket when we need to get a bucket. And at 6'10", there are not a lot of teams that are around here that even have anybody 6'5", 6'6", in the paint. Mm -hmm. So you should should be able to go get 10 to 12 points on a nightly basis in the paint. And now when you stretch the floor and shoot the three and uh, get the block and run the floor and get the big dunk, those should be things that to add to your game. So that that's something that he really needs to look at and understand that, like you say, at this level right now in high school basketball, I need to add that. And by adding that, he's going to add even more value to himself when he gets to Austin P. Because I, I, I look at the NBA now, I look at the college game now, and guys are stretching the floor. But one of the best bigs in college basketball right now is Bassey at Western Kentucky. And he scores with his back to the basket. And and listen, the best big in the college basketball is Luca Garza right. at Iowa. Right. And he giving you 37 and 18. Right. Like and all his points are back to the basket. Right. So, you know, that is still valued and with his size and athleticism, that would be an added thing to his game that he should really try using more often cuz you watch him play, he'll go 10 possessions and won't even hit the block. Mhm. Every, and I understand Carver wants a certain kind of offense, a certain system, and they run a lot of pick and roll with him up top because he's such a good lob catcher. He does do a good job at picking and rolling and catching in traffic and finishing. But, however, when the game slows down and you're not in that high-paced game where you can get that secondary transition pick-and-roll game or half-court pick-and-roll game, you want to be able to throw that thing into him on the block, be able to play around him and open up those shooters like another guy on this list that we got that was coming up in Jalen Sellers that helps him get space and score in the mid-range and knock down jump shots. But coming in number six at the eyeball lottery rankings, I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Yeah, I ain't going to kill it. I ain't going to break down everybody, but just, just to speed it up a little bit, Caleb Brown uh, going to Missouri, uh, definition of a big guard, uh, six foot five. Listen, the only thing I got wrong with him, he still needs to get his body in shape. And we said the same thing about his brother. Yeah, extremely skilled. They're, they're, they're big body kids. He can put it on the floor. He can do an array of things. But like you said, uh, when you look at kids, and that's that's the thing. Do they pass the eye test? I think he passed the eye test. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the more that he gets his body in shape and, uh, you know, goes, he, he's going to look a lot better. But listen, the kid is going to Missouri. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Big time, baby. And, and his brother is playing well at Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've caught him uh, once or twice. He was starting the other night when I saw him play. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I think he's a very good player. Yeah. Um, and like I say, he he's a big guard. I, I'm going to tell you like this. He's the second best passer in this in this, in this this class. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. Davidson is the best passer. This kid right here has vision. Mm-hmm. He like he, he is literally a point guard in a big, big body. And that's and that, that just is what it is. Uh, coming in number seven, we got Jalen Moore, Georgia Tech signee from Gardendale. Uh, this kid passes the eye test. When you walk in the gym and you see him, you're like, 
okay, yeah, I can't wait to see him do what he does. Okay, and the thing about him is he's uber athletic. Mm-hmm. He 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 he's great in the open court. Uh, I have seen him a lot, and one thing I do like about him, uh, when I see him play on higher levels, he's a very good communicator. He talks on defense. He's able to talk on defense. He communicates well with his with his teammates. When, like I said, when I've seen him play in high level situations, not so much at Gardendale, but in high level situations, I've seen him do that. Um, he signed with Georgia Tech. But at six foot seven, he's not going to be able to play the power four in the ACC. I looked at Georgia Tech on TV the other day, and I kind of envisioned myself seeing where Jalen could fit in on this level. I think one place he's really going to help him in the beginning is defensively, okay. because he can get out and go guard a multiple of uh, positions and put pressure on guy, and like you say, get downhill on people offensively and really cause a problem. What I do not like, he gets lost. Mm. He is on the floor, and there will be several trips with a guy with his size and his ability. You won't even know he's on the floor at times. Mm. So he's got to find a way to continue to impact the game and interject himself into the game because here we are talking about a kid at this level. He should be in that top four or five. Three. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. you say, top three, mm-hmm. really, but – there are some things that he needs to clean up uh, from 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 a I guess an offensive standpoint because he doesn't really handle it well. Oh, that, and that's it, Brian. Yeah, at six foot seven, it's going to be tough for him to play power forward in the ACC. Right. So he's going to have to get out there in that wing, and that's going to it's going to require him to be able to handle that ball more. I've seen him in situations. Um, in multiple situations where he's been out, he's gotten a rebound, broke out on a fast break, initiating break, and it's kind of like everybody screaming, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. You know, like, I'm like, whoa, why are they telling him not to go? Like, why is he looking to pass it to a guard? And and I understand on this level, he dominates on the paint. And, and, and at his size, athletic ability, and skill, he's been able to do that. But – as he goes on to Georgia Tech, he's really going to have to improve his handle. He's going to have to improve his and handle. And not only his handle, and when I say handle, I mean his ball skills. Mm-hmm. His ability to handle the ball in pressure situations and in the open floor. And when I say handle, I mean being able to break someone down off the dribble in a one-on-one situation and either get a bucket for yourself or create a bucket for one of your teammates. He has to work on that aspect of his game going forward. Uh, At number eight is a kid we just talked about who transferred in from Georgia to Carver, and that's Jalen Sellers. Um, Signed with Ball State, another another. Major Division One signing in this class of 2021. Yeah. Uh, yeah. is littered with them right now. Exactly. Uh, Left hand kid can really score in the mid range. I love his. I love his body. His ability to be. He's a strong guard. Mm-hmm. Like like he's not a guy that's gonna be. Excuse me. He's not a guy that's gonna be. He's not a Steph Curry. He's not light. Yeah, you know, he yeah. he wants to be he's more of a Jimmy Butler style. Yeah. I want to be physical with you. I want to get in the mid range. I want to elevate over you and score. And we didn't see a lot of this kid in, in, in the past because he hadn't always lived in Alabama. Mm-hmm. But now that he's into the state and we're getting to see him in Montgomery at Carver, you're seeing why Ball State signed him on the dotted line. Man, I, I, I totally understand it. And just just I'm not a big analytical guy when it comes to the game of basketball, although I know right now in this game, this current game, that analytics is 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 really important. 
And after watching um, Hillcrest play Hartsell the other night and Hartsell win a one-point basketball game, I'm starting to understand why the analytics are so important because Hartsell was a three-point shooting basketball team. Hillcrest was a throw it in the post, run your offense, run your set, let's get good quality shots, play defense on the defensive end. But they ended up losing the close basketball games because they didn't shoot enough threes. So going back to Jalen Sellers, like you say, big strong guard, can get downhill on you, very good player in the half court, but he doesn't shoot the three-pointer well. So when you get to the next level, you know, he's only about really 6'3", maybe, not really a legit 6'4", I don't think. Yeah. So when he gets to the next level, he's going to have to be able to put that basketball down, make the catch-and-shoot threes, because it's going to be tough just trying to get downhill on uh, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 You understand what I'm saying? Going over 6'11". So, but, but, but outside of really just being able to you know, catch-and-shoot the basketball, and at times he needs to work on his handle as far as, I guess, setting the offense up. I'm not really sure – you know, they'll play him at the two position, but, you know, really being able to handle and direct traffic and get guys where they need to be. But uh, outside of that, man, Jalen Sanders is a solid basketball player. Yeah, it, like I say, uh, Ball State got a – a when he uh, let's say this. When he gets to campus, he's going to be able to score the basketball. Yeah. All right? He's going to be able to physically play once he gets to campus to Ball State. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's up to that coaching staff to develop those things that he needs to work on. And once they do that, they can have an all-conference type player. Exactly. All-conference type player. All right, next up at number nine, coming in on the 2021 Eyeball Lottery rankings, we got Cam Crawford. The the the, the uber-athletic Cam Crawford. He's uh, If you hadn't seen lately, he's starting to go viral on, on, on social media with big-time dunks. Over the last several games, he's playing on a loaded number seven, a number one ranked Sparkman. I mean, excuse me, Spain Park basketball squad that is currently, I think, 16 and one, 17 and one. Yeah, they've only lost one game. It's, it's between them and Fairhope of the, the top seven, a squads in the state of Alabama. And I'm gonna tell you, I love Cam's game, and because he is a nightmare in the open floor. If you get him out on the wing and get him the ball in open space, he's very, very tough because at six four, almost six foot five, he is a lightning. He is, I mean, he's 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 small guard quick. Mm-hmm. He's small guard fast to be such a long and athletic player, which is a plus for somebody who is looking for an athletic wing that can also score. Now, I will say this: he doesn't score at a high enough clip for me. And I've talked to him about this personally. We've seen him play in person. Me and you sitting together watched him play in person this season. And we watched him pass up way too many shots. And I understand flow of offense. I understand all those things. But I don't care what coach says anything. He might say run, play, C. And if coach say run, play, C. But before you get through the progressions of play, C, you got a wide open shot. I believe that coach going to want you to shoot it. Because that's the point, and that's the nation, that's that's the object of the game. Yeah, is to put the ball in the hole. So he passes up too many offensive shots for me. Because now, is that because I'm not comfortable with shooting it, or is that I'm an unselfish player? And my thing is, after I see you pass up one, okay, that's unselfish. You pass up two, 
Okay, that's a little selfish, but you might want to look at that one next time. You pass up three, I'm like, hold on. You might not want to shoot this basketball. And you don't want that to be the topic when people talk about you. Man, it, 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 that's that's a perfect breakdown of Cam. I, I tell you, when, when I saw him play, what I loved, he has great energy. Mm. He has great body language. Like he he yeah. is a player that you want on your basketball team. Facts. If, if you're a coach, he's a player that you want on your basketball team. But like you said, as I watched him play, there were even times where the game got tight and we need buckets and it's and you're sitting on the bench. Mm. So a player of this caliber should not be sitting on the bench when the basketball game gets tight unless your coach is looking at you and saying, this kid is just not being aggressive enough. Mm-hmm. So as a player. Sending a message. Right, right, right. Because he put him right back in. Yeah, he did. He put him right back in. But he has to understand, like, and – be confident. Be confident in your basketball game. Be confident in your abilities and and do the things that you need to do to help your team win. Don't shy away from the moment. Yeah, exactly. And like I say, this is a kid who's yet to sign. This is him and Greedy Williams in the top ten and are only two kids that are unsigned right now. Right. So, you know, like and whoever wants to sign them, <laughs> that is going to they're going to get two kids on campus. And as soon as they get those guys on campus, they're gonna be like, these were great pickups for us. Right. Because these two kids can play. Uh, coming in at number ten, we got Trinity Bell. Woo! And oh listen, listen, listen. I gotta. I don't know if you know this yet, so this might be a shock to you. I gotta send my prayers out to Trinity Bell, who tore his ACL last. Oh, night. when last night? Oh, man. ruptured his ACL last night. Uh, Trinity Bell is a guy who is at Albertaville. Uh, big kid, six foot seven, a load on the block. Signed to play college football at the University of Tennessee, but. Got to worry last night. He ruptured his ACL last night. Mm. So our prayers go out to Trinity Bell, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we we had the opportunity to play against this guy last year, and he was just a complete load. He was just hard to handle on the block, in transition, and he's just a load. Man, that kid tears the rim down. Oh, my god! I, I, I love how he plays. And like you said, you know, a lot of that is attributed to the football in him. He loves contact. And listen – He's skilled. Yeah, don't get it twisted. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're, we're talking right now about how physical he is and, and and the thing he does, but he's he's really really skilled. Uh, he understands the game of basketball. He understands how to get shots. Mm. He understands when he wants the basketball. So uh, I mean, a, a very good player, man, and, and that, that's just that's crushing news, man. So definitely want to pray for him and his family. Yeah, uh, coming in at number eleven, we got PJ Eason, and I will say this about the six foot nine PJ Eason. Whoever picks up this kid, you better have your point guard. Right. You better have a point guard that can play and get him involved and get him the ball in spots where he can be successful. Mm-hmm. Because he's another guy that's at six foot nine that's not a back to the basket guy. Mm-hmm. However, he doesn't step out as good as Raekwon Taylor. Right? He's a pick and roll threat like Raekwon, like Slim. But he doesn't step out. He can't put it on the floor as good. He doesn't shoot it as well. However, he is a nightmare in the pick and roll game. So whoever is going to pick up this guy, you better have a successful playmaking playmaker or point guard who can get him the ball in situations where he can be successful. Oh, he's going to finish around the rim. I saw him play this this past summer with J.D. Davis, and, and man, I mean, he, he now he runs like a deer. Mm-hmm. He runs like a deer, and, and like you said, if you have a point guard that really understands the game, and, and how to get him the basketball, I think he'll he'll be a great player. 
at times I don't I think he may lack a little IQ. Yeah. And and what I mean by that, not that he's not a good player. He just hadn't played a lot of basketball to really understand at my size how how I need to play, where I need to get my shots from, and how I need to impact the game overall. Mm-hmm. So I, I you know, I, I but I think listen, at six nine talent and, and with some of the intangibles that he has, you know, he's gonna be a big time prospect. Yeah, coming in number twelve, we got Bryson Hall, uh big kid from Tuscaloosa County, signed with University of North Alabama. Uh, no, take that back. Sorry, they're going to slap me in the face. He signed with UAH, yeah. University of Alabama Huntsville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's going to be a good kid, signed with a D2. He is six foot seven. I don't know if he's that big for real. He might be around more, more closer to six foot six. But he's a big guard also. Yeah. Like he's a big body kid who plays. Let me tell you who he reminds me of Anthony Mason. Okay. Point forward. Mm-hmm. You know, can really put the ball on the floor, can handle, can be a playmaker and score for itself, but it's not but has a big body, but it's not an inside player. But and you need to understand that a lot of times that that's what they're looking at uh athleticism wise. Uh I think Bryson can continue to prove to work on his body. Yeah, that's what he needs to do. And you know, get himself together and and do some of those things. And listen, <clears throat> UAH is a good good pickup. Hey, poor you understand yes. what I'm saying like if if you can go to college and play basketball at the next level and get an education and continue to work on your craft, that is awesome. And see, here's the thing, B, and I'm glad you said that So, for all the ears that are listening. Um, this is the only D2 guy we got in the top in our lottery. Right. So we don't care if you're going D1, D2, D3. It's about what our eyes tell us. Mm-hmm. If we say you can play and if we think you can play, we need, we know and think you can play, and we're going we're gonna to rank you where we see Appropriate, and he may have signed with a D two program, but he is right there alongside these D one guys. Uh, coming up at number thirteen, as we wind down, a little controversy here. Oh uh, yeah, man, because this this cat can play. He can play, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, this cat can play basketball, and that's Riley Leonard, the six foot four, six foot five wing out of Fairhope down there in the Mobile area. Uh, signed to play football, signed to play quarterback. At Duke University next mm-hmm. year. One of the top quarterbacks in the country. But on the basketball court, he is a beast. Now, we got a lot of calls saying we might have ranked him way too low. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. Might have an argument there. Possibly. It's possibly an argument there. But just because we put you at 13 don't mean we don't value you just as much as the sixth player. Right. Or the fourth player. Right. Or the second player. That doesn't mean that. But we got to put him in order some kind of way. Everybody can't be number one. Man, we got to put him in order. But I, I, I've had a chance to watch Riley on tape. I hadn't put my eyes on him per se. But he scores mm-hmm. at a high clip. Like you say, the football in him makes him a physical presence on the floor. He's not yep. afraid. He understands the game of basketball. And I think he's a very good player. Hey, he bouncy, though. And, and listen, listen. This is one of those kids where here it is, season two eyeball podcast. At the end of the season, we have this same conversation. Where would he be? You're right. You understand? This is one of those kids. You're right. So yeah, um, at the end of the season, he might not be 13 in, in our after in our because we will drop these rankings. Our eyeball lottery rankings will be out again at the end of the school season, right before we go into AAU season, uh, somewhere around March 14th, March 14th, March, March 14th, 14th, somewhere around March 14th, uh, March, 14th. March 14th. But somewhere around there, we will be dropping them again. And who's to say he may have moved up? Right. Because I agree. He may be too low, but he might be just right. Exactly. Exactly. So, but coming in at number 14 to end out our uh, 2021 lottery rankings, uh, DJ Fairley. 
a cat who another D one signing in the top fourteen signed with Alabama A and M. Straight bucket. All right. Now I've had so many conflicting reports about this guy. I've seen him in person. I've seen him on tape several times this year, and conflicting reports coming in about some people say, huh, he really just get like you said, not that he gets lost IQ wise. It's just kind of like that greedy Williams syndrome. Just sometimes out there on the floor, not being a killer, you know, like not consistently being out here. I'm out here to cut off your head. Now, once he gets going, once he hits one or two, you might be in trouble. Yeah. He might go for 35 on you easily, you know, but if he misses one or two, does he disappear? And see, that's that's the thing. That's the that's the biggest thing that I, I kind of see with DJ myself. And, and you know, just a, col- a couple of players in this class, like, man, this the game of basketball, play it with a passion, play it with an energy. A lot of you guys spend a lot of time in the gym working on your craft, working on things that, that, that you're working on. So when you go out and play the game, play the game with a joy, play it with a, a, a recklessness that's controlled and 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 do what you know you can do. Stay out of your own way. Yeah. And that's what I would say about DJ. Stay out of your own way. Mm-hmm. But a uh, mm-hmm. very good basketball player, like I say, a high IQ, put it on the floor, moving around, and playing with a good Bucks team up there too. Yeah, man. That who Bucks team is. They're gonna compete in that seven eight. They they got a they got a hard tough road because it's a lot of good teams and especially a lot of good teams just in their immediate area. Right. And 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 most notably right across the road up there in the same in Hoover at Spain Park. But um. That will round out our 2021 Eyeball Lottery rankings, man. That's our breakdown of it. That's what we got from it. Those are the guys we see. Be on the lookout uh, coming up next week. Uh, we will be dropping our 2021 first round watch list. So the, the next 30 players that we believe you need to have your eyes on that are the next tier of players in the class of 2021. Um, on the next episode, we will be breaking down the 2022 eyeball lottery rankings and by the time you hear this we will have been have dropped our 2023 eyeball lottery rankings on instagram and on twitter and understand eyeballradio.com be on the lookout because very very soon all this information that we're giving you will be available on eyeballradio.com but b didn't this feel good? Man, it felt great. And I just want to say, we didn't say a lot about J.D. Davison, but everybody that's listening right now understands he's good as advertised. Oh, man. Listen, <laughs> listen. I, if I need to tell hey, you something about J.D. Davison, baby. you slow. Yeah. If I got to tell you anything about J.D., you slow. Yeah. Point blank period. Right. We're talking about the, a top 10 talent in the country, according to all major publications, which <clears throat> Eyeball is a major publication. Exactly. But – Listen, according to all of them, he's a top 10 talent, one and done from the University of Alabama, in my opinion, and will be a perennial all-star in the league once he figures it out. So I ain't got to talk about him. Right. That's why we just skipped on by that. Got you. You got feel you. me? Got and you. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, I, you know, somebody would have said, they ain't talking about J.D. Right, right, right. But, got, but, but it felt great, man. Like you said, man, it felt great to just get back in the studio. It felt great to talk about some of these players, man, because we've had the conversations over the – the past couple of months just kind of talking about players and saying, you know what, we need to get out here and talk about this stuff uh, because we it's been four months, bro. It's been four. Listen, listen, listen. It's, it's a lane for everything, right? And we've created this lane. We've created this lane of talking about high school basketball in the state of Alabama. And from my knowledge, there ain't too many things out there that's doing that. Right. Like, it, it's, it's several um, – 
radio shows and podcasts that talk about high school sports in the state of Alabama, but I'm not privy to one that is solely, solely dedicated to high school basketball on all levels here in the state of Alabama. So, man, I want y'all to do this. Do this for us. Tune in, man. Tune in to the Eyeball Podcast. We are starting season two of the Eyeball Podcast, and we have a great season coming up for you, man. We got everything that you're going to want to hear about high school basketball in the state of Alabama coming up on this show. From coaches to AAU programs to players to affiliates to referees. But listen, we got everything coming up. And as we mentioned earlier, March 14th, be on the lookout. I'm not going to spill the tea right now. I'm not going to spill the tea right now, but if you follow us on social media, you have heard about March 14th. Mark your calendars for March 14th. But, hey, we made it to the end of the show. I'm so glad to be back in here. Be will. here's how we're going to do this. Get these folks on social media and tell them where they can follow you. Well, you can follow me uh, on Facebook, uh, Brian Williams. You can follow me on IG at Coach B334. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach334. So, coach B334? Coach, coach. Yeah, Coach B334 on Twitter also. So, yeah, that, those are my handles. That's what's up. Follow me. Hey, follow him, man. And listen, y'all already know. Follow me at Eyeball Radio Instagram and Twitter at Coach Eyeball on Twitter. Follow me, man. Let's get this conversation going. Let's talk about these kids. Let's bring these kids as much as exposure as we possibly can. And let's do this. Let's tell the truth. Let's tell because, the truth. Because the thing about it is, this is my opinion. That is Coach B. Will's opinion. But here's the thing about it. Everybody has an opinion. Every college coach that evaluates you, every college coach that comes to see you is going to have an opinion. And always remember this. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So just because somebody doesn't say what you want to hear doesn't mean that the next person won't value you just as much as you want to be valued. But hey, we got to get up out of here, man. Be holler at them. Hey, listen, I want to say. Oh, hold on, stop. Hi. Hey, y'all, I already know. I threw him off. He ain't even got his sign off ready. He had no, it last season. It's ready. He had it last season. It's Let ready. me hear it. Let me hear it. Change your mindset. Change your life Change your mindset And change your life And y'all already know man They call me coach Cause I teach you How to ball Until next time Hey listen This was a bonus episode For season 2 Season 2 is coming up So if you think This was hot You will not Want to miss Season 2 Of the I Ball Podcast Till next time We out We out Peace